0: With gratitude, we would like to acknowledge that Foundry Ridge Meadows is on the unceded ancestral, traditional and territorial land of the Caetsea and Kwantlen people. Welcome back everybody to another episode of peers on a pod. My name is Connor and today my guest is Jonathan, a member of the Foundry Works team. And we're here to talk about all things mental health work related and everything that that entails. So, uh, Jonathan, if you want to maybe introduce yourself and a little bit about the Foundry Works program.
1: Yeah, sure. Hi. Hi. My name is, <laughs> my name is Jonathan and I'm um, the Employment Specialist here at uh, Foundry Works. So part of the, the job at Foundry Works is just uh, the supportive employment program. So, if, if you're feeling, you know, you, you need support finding a job or, or education, I should say, uh, and have some barriers there, um, we're here to help and, and to, to help knock those barriers down to and help you on your way to a bright future or just a future that you kind of want.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, well, well said. So. I think maybe something that would potentially be pretty helpful for people who are maybe listening, haven't come into the Foundry before, haven't really interacted with the program before. Who Who is this program for? What kind of people benefit from it? What are some of the, you know requirements of coming into the program? Maybe you can speak a bit on that. Um,
1: so we do have some eligibility, eligibility, el- eligibility uh, criteria. Uh, so you have to be, I have it written down here just to make sure, uh, Canadian citizen, right? Uh, An age 12 to 24, and that's pretty standard for all foundry services, uh, though when you do work, I think you have to be either 15 or 16 unless you have a note. So if you're you're under the age of uh, 15 or 16 and have a note to, to, to authorize you working, then, then that's okay as well. And then and you're not enrolled in another employment program. You know, there are some other uh, supported employment programs out there. So uh, you have to only be enrolled in one program, so. Uh, if you want, yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, you're wanting to work, right? So sometimes you just like, you know, some, someone may say, Oh, you need a job. You need to, you need to get this job, but you don't really want to work. That's just, it's just a tough because, uh, when I'm wanting to work with people, uh, I'm motivated to help them, right? They want to work. I'm motivated to see them uh, through their journey and to to try to find what they're looking for. And so if they don't really want to work, it's tough. It's like a it's like a relationship. One person's doing all the work, and hey, let's get you a job, and, and all this kind of options. And then you're like, I don't really want to work, and yeah. so that's just tough. So I mean, it, you know, it should be obvious. Like, yeah, you're wanting to work, but yeah, you're you wanting to work. You're wanting to get out there, and 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 if you're struggling, like I want to do it, but it's really difficult. That's okay, as long as that willingness is there to work, uh, we can help however we can to to, to make it work. In a, possibility for you.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's almost like that, that motivation to, to want to work is like 90% of it almost, you know, get getting you there, right? Like that's such a huge part of, of actually achieving a work balance that, that works, that works for you. Work is going to come up a lot in this podcast today. Um, But I think there's a lot of similarities between that and, and peer support in that, you know, it's, it's kind of just like a non-starter when you don't want to be here. Right. And I think that that's a pretty key part is, is um, mashing matching up your goals with the people that are coming in. I mean, we've talked with a lot of different uh, services here at Foundry and, and that's always kind of been a through line, right? Of you have to want to to grow, right? To improve where you're at whether it's, you know, seeing Charlene for caregiver support, the, the caregiver needs to to want to improve their relationship or their understanding with their young person in their life, right? Peer support. People have to want to come in and and talk about what's going on for them and and actually spend time and uncover some of this stuff. And people have to want to work to really get the the benefit out of the works program, right?
1: Yeah, because it could be, uh, you know, could be. Everyone's journey is different, but uh, it could be a tough journey, right? And so if the motivation isn't there, it's it's pretty easy just to walk away. Eh, See you later. Um, But if you're wanting to work and work through some of these potential struggles and, you know, I would be our team here would be right there with you. Um, And just going off a tangent here, that's one of the one of the one of the many great things about, you know, program at Foundry specific is that you have a whole team. So it's yes, it is the works program you have myself and, and and kim who I'll, I'll work with as well um but you also have a peer support if you need that right you also have a you know, a counselor you also have you know a nurse practitioner all these things within the building all behind you all trying to make your you know, dream a reality so you know as cliche as that kind of sounds you know uh, your goals to help you with your goals um, so that's pretty cool so that's unique and they're all in one building too so
0: yeah, which is the, the glory of the podcast, being able to talk with these uh, different service providers and kind of see what they all bring to the table, right? Because uh, I know you and me have had conversations and stuff like that about, you know, people maybe who, who are missing that motivation, who, who want to find motivation, right? Like how do you even go about that when it's almost like you, you don't know what you don't know until somebody, you know, speaks about it with you. You know, you're you're in the room with a FoundryWorks client, and they're they're saying, "I don't really want to do this. Like, I I know that my life could could maybe improve. I could have some more independence, but I have no drive, no no like energy to get out and work. How do, how do you kind of circumvent or or navigate that that situation with that young person? It's
1: it's very it's a common thread, right? I mean, especially with what's happening in the world right now, like. To go out is is something different than than it was before, right? Because before it's like ah, I want to go out here, okay, I just go out. But now it's you know there's there's it's weighted, you know there's something more about
0: going out. Speaking specifically about, you know, COVID and stuff, the times that we live in, who knows when people, you know, podcasts could live forever, right? So in a 100 years, they're like, what are they talking about going out? Yeah, but you know, the pandemic changed a lot of things for a lot of people, right? And though it happened, you know, it started a couple years ago at this point, right? It's left some, some kind of carryover effects with a lot of people, right? You've gotten used to not going out, right? To not working to not interacting with, with peers sometimes. Right. So it can be a really challenging thing to, for people who are coming into the workforce amid all of this, I can't imagine how I would do with that. Right. Like totally.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Right. To, to that social aspect is huge because the, the the people that are are needing that social interaction and, and they're not getting it. And then to, to think about a work environment, which could, you know, typically has more than two people that kind of thing you know so it's so it's that social pressure um, that I see as as well as people like home like and they don't people are people are um, hesitant to work at a place that is high customer service demand and you know and one of those reasons is Probably because of that social re, uh, interact interaction interaction with people, right? It's just not the norm anymore. No, no one has. I don't. I'm having struggling with uh, interacting with people right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so is that uh, that that human reaction of people that's been taken out of people's lives? Uh, and then it, to introduce that into a workforce, right? The pressure of not only maybe finding your first job, and where and you're with all these strangers. You're you're in an environment where it's busy, right? All those things add up and and can, can create a, a little more anxious uh, for people. So, yeah, that's a that's a huge trend, I think. Yeah.
0: Right now. So in speaking about uh, trends and, and we've kind of been talking about this is a barrier for people, right? What are some other um, trends and, and barriers that you've noticed working with youth, at least within within our community, the kind of Pitt Meadows, Maple Ridge area? Uh, yeah, the biggest barrier is, you know, wanting to deal with the public the
1: least. Right. That barrier. Um Transit stuff has, has come up a bit, like getting to getting to work is a little barrier. Um, and, and just to go to places, right? So right now we, we offer virtual appointments and some people just want to prefer virtual appointments because they don't want to come in the, the center here. Um, so that's kind of a barrier in itself, right? I mean, I see as, as this works program, is is we're trying to set it up because it is a newer program we're trying to set it up to what everyone needs and wants is kind of that for initial this is kind of what a job is you show up to a location you're you're working towards something you know you're working towards getting a job you know and so when people are can say like i'd rather just virtual and not come into the office right like is that setting them up for to be successful in the workplace when, you know, when we have that option, you know, of, Hey, you don't have to come in. You can do virtual. I mean, in the real world, great. Like one day, like, Hey, I don't want to come into work. I'll rather do virtual. Yeah. That'd be awesome. If that offers that jobs offer that, but you know, especially with people that are starting out their first jobs, it's not really an option to do it virtually. Right. So we're trying to prepare these people for, for work.
0: And, uh, you know, and to come in and, and to uh... to like perform at their job. I think right of like having to to come in and and you you have to interact with your coworkers. You have to do your tasks. And like you said, I, I think it's a great point of a lot of these entry level jobs. When we think about them, you're gonna be working at you know maybe a grocery store, maybe um, you know if you're coming out. I'm picturing like out of high school with like a trades program, maybe like an auto shop or or something like that, right? that's not an option to do virtually, right? Like yeah. it's great here that, that we can offer that for, for our job, but for a lot of people, that's not going to be a, a possibility, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it can be, I can certainly see how it's like difficult to to kind of break almost the, the cycle that people have gotten used to over the past couple of years of like going to school and you can do it, you know, virtually for a long time, it had to be virtual, right? So it's kind of breaking habits and kind of forming new ones all over again. We live in this very, like hybrid world now, right? Where I think people that are all the way to one side or the other, all always virtual or always in person are now kind of thrust into going to the opposite sides or a mixture of both, right? And it's kind of, it's scary for people too. I can, I can recognize that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I've seen that as well, where the hybrid, you know, the hybrid, the virtual, when it kind of stopped and they're going more towards classes, people are reacting to that, right? They're, they're having some activation, uh, with uh, with well going back to, to school and going back to that environment. So, yeah, just going back to what you said about you can't imagine, um, you know, starting off in this type of world with COVID. Yeah, totally. Tough. Absolutely. I, I wouldn't, uh, it would be tough for me as well. Um, yeah, starting out your first job, you're just trying to navigate, like, how do I find a job? Like, maybe you'd even think that finding a job was possible for you. Right. So and now, oh, the options there to, oh, okay. I can I can work with with uh, Foundry Works and we can get a job. Okay. what does that mean? So all these things going on. Yeah, it's a lot. It's
0: a lot. Yeah. So something that uh, kind of sprung my mind as we were talking about this was I was thinking about some of the differences between the different services that we offer here. And I think for, for the most part, a lot of services like counseling, peer support, caregiver support, things like that don't really have an aspect of like maybe like physical like work that people need to do and bring in between sessions but when I was thinking about what it takes to get a job and be job ready there's probably a whole lot of like paperwork style things that need to be completed right people need a resume they need a cover letter sometimes they've never built one before right so I'd imagine there's almost this aspect of of your appointments of hey you know let's, let's take a look at your skills, your work history, let's type up a resume, right? Like there's a lot more like tangible things I feel like that come out of the works program. And maybe you could enlighten a little bit on that if, if that's on the base or not.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, Exactly. So part of the program is, is what we do. We take you where you're at, right? And the works program, we can be in as involved in it as much as you want. So if you are, have your resume dialed in already and just need some supports finding a job and where to do that, and maybe some connections of um, of some employers, some employment, that's what we, we do as well. We um, we have some connections that we already have with relationships with employers, um, so we can chat about maybe having a meeting with, with them directly with you as a way to help uh, bridge the gap of, of applying and, and just waiting for that call. So we can just go to the our connections directly to to maybe ask hey do you want to meet this person they may be a good fit okay great so um what was the question again i went off
0: about uh, yeah so more more like tangible things like like well, resume building or and you guys have like a tax workshop coming up as well like there there feels like there's a lot more kind of like i, I hate to say that other services aren't like real world cuz they are they they deal with your your mental health and daily things but like the works program is like got stuff to do with school and and helping out with like, perhaps like transitioning to to, like post-secondaries or things like that, or or, like you said, resume building and and stuff. Like it, it feels very real world useful to a lot of people.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: You know, money is a
1: big factor, right? Like a lot of the motivation, like why do you want a job? Money, right? <laughs> I mean, it makes the world go around, yeah, unfortunately yeah. as it is, t- right, t- to totally. some people. But. And though, like, you know, part of my beliefs is, you know, you want to love your job. and It's it's not about the money, but in a way, you know, I don't know. This is a, another tangent here. You know, does money buy happiness? You know, does it? Or, Or to me, I think it is freedom. Right. It just buys you a little freedom. Right. For that freedom to go on vacation, freedom to to splurge and, and buy yourself something nice. It gives that, a little bit of freedom
0: that. to find happiness. Right? Yeah. 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 It gives you a little bit of breathing room.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So that tangent. And then the, the tangible things that to, to do in, in the works program is exactly about the resume. Right. So teaching them how to do a resume or a cover letter um, and talk about their experience or or some things that they never thought they could put on the resume, they can, some experience, right? Because sometimes you may not have work experience, but you have like life experience, right? That's that's huge. Um and volunteer experience, right? And that's huge because you're you're giving up your free time to work, to, to do something, right? To do something good and, and volunteering is usually for a good cause, right? Um, so that's cool. So that's not only an interest, but you are giving up your free time to provide service for another agency. And that's Good, cool. Which is basically, basically a job, right? Yeah. <laughs> without the pay without, part of it. Yeah. yeah. Without the motivation so of mind. I'm doing this for money, you're doing it, you know, to to fill your heart or, or, or whatever. Uh, exactly. And then, and then the workshops we, we do, we just did a credit card workshop, which was pretty awesome. It just taught people like the some do's and don'ts about credit card, right? So when you first get your credit card, some strategies to um, to help you through so you don't make the mistakes of what I did or, or what the person that was giving the, the, um, the, the workshop, was leading the workshop, she she did, right? So all these things are, are huge. And, you know, I know when I was, when younger, you're like, hey, credit card, whatever, you know, I'll figure it out. But, you know, having passed that and you make those mistakes, and then you're, you're thinking to yourself, oh, man, I wish I had someone to kind of teach me those lessons so I wasn't in this huge debt for two years to try to get out of, right? Um, and, and you don't think like that. Well, I didn't anyway when I was younger. But when you're older, you're looking back. You're like, you you guys need this. You, you need to know how to use a credit card. And even if it's like a couple tips, that will help. Like, that's that's a win, right?
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I think it goes to, to show that, I mean, I also recently like within the past year or so finished paying off a lot of credit card debt that I had also accrued so I think it's saying something the person who led this workshop you me like have all dealt with like a fumble with with some credit card stuff like it's a slippery slope for sure and the tips are are kind of something minor but I I feel like are still not lacking in importance right because it's it's the little lessons that you kind of learn that that add up and, and keep you from making some of those fumbles and I think that's the important part of learning from people who have had that real experience to to kind of take into your own right yeah exactly yeah
1: and segue segueing that into you know works uh you know i've made a lot of mistakes with all the jobs i've done and everyone has in this you know in the department and in here probably and so to pass that on to the people that are just starting out to give them those tips and to really help them out um, and that's that's awesome and that's uh, part of why I, I love it uh, doing that is, is is you know you see the potential in people and um, you're alleviating mistakes that they could possibly make
0: yeah, yeah. I think that that is uh, it's a great kind of transition into something that I was wanting to, to poke your brain about maybe some past work experiences times when you've been uh, you know, really grateful and you're like, wow, this worked out really well. I'm glad I did it this way. And sometimes when maybe you've been challenged of like, ooh, this wasn't a good fit or I should have done this better. And maybe some general tips surrounding your experiences that you've had with your work history.
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, well, my first like job, other than a paper route or paper route, depending on how you want to pronounce it, um, was a dishwasher. So, I was in the high school, so it was grade, uh, grade 11 or 12. I was working in a dishwasher for the keg. So, and that was, it was pretty good actually. Um, I got the job mostly because uh, someone I knew worked there. Um, and, he, and I did an interview, and I didn't even remember what the interview was. Um, but it was a few, maybe a few questions, but I think they already kind of made their mind because this other person recommended me. Yeah. And I Can you wash cool. dishes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and this is the thing, like when you think of, you know, there's a whole bunch of, you know, when we do job prep and interview stuff, there's a lot of questions to ask. And it's great. I feel it's great to be prepared for all those kind of scenarios because it just puts your mind at ease. But realistically, these employers are looking for a few things. They're looking for, are you going to show up to work, right? And are you going to work hard when you're there? And if you're not going to be away, are you going to kind of communicate? You know, I'm going. I'm not going to be, I'm going to be sick, you know, I'm taking the day off. Great. Rather than just not show up. And that you're wanting to learn, right? And wanting to do a good job. And that's what basically what employers want you know it's the basic level of of you know you, you go to a lot of businesses and and you talk to the owners and they're like people just don't show up um so really they're looking for someone to show up and, and to 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 work and to if they have problems to chat about it so there's no issues and yeah are so those are the basic things and, and you know the business wants to function so they can't function without people showing up. So, the basic thing, you want to work, you want to show up and, and that's pretty much it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And in a way like maybe it's just my my mind kind of taking things in, in a more positive light kind of by, you know, just second nature at this point, but it almost sounds alleviating to me as somebody seeking employment to to hear that that's kind of what employers look for cuz they're really just asking for you to to be at your best and I think by, by nature, humans' best can kind of alternate and, and, and shift sometimes. So if your best is being like, hey, I'm really sick today and like I can't come in, they just want to know that that's where you're at, right? Like mm-hmm. just in that honest communication of like, hey, this is this is kind of where what I'm able to do today. You know, I'm, I'm feeling kind of sick or, or whatever. And obviously now in the COVID world, we, we don't show up anywhere when we're sick. But like thinking previously to that, um, you know, sometimes employers just, just want that heads up. Right. Of, of like, you know, I'm I didn't sleep well today or this happened in, in my personal life. So, well, you know, I'm, I might be a little bit, uh, you know, absent minded today while, while I'm doing stuff. If you could just kind of like you know, hopefully you can recognize that. Right. And I think a lot of times a good employer will be willing to work with you on that. Right. When you when you talk openly, and honestly with them.
1: Totally, totally. And I remember, you know, 17, 18, when I was working the first job you're kind of intimidated by your boss right you're like oh my gosh I don't want to talk to my boss about this like and then you, it's easier just to not do anything right and so that's why maybe the trend of just don't just don't show up and not say that to communicate it happens because yeah I, I totally know the feeling but being on the other end when I was hiring people for 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 a job like but you just want that communication it doesn't matter like everyone is a human being right and, and that boss, or the the team leader or whoever you want to you want to call it there is in, in charge of of your job your work um they've been there they've been they've had a first job they've started out knowing nothing so you know you have this sometimes you have a perception even when you're going to an interview is oh man this is gonna be tough like they're gonna be judging me you know all that kind of stuff but what they really want is someone to walk in the door and to be hired it's so it's a more of a positive thing like they're like When you walk in that door, like, all right, they're maybe thinking if they're good, if they're a good employer. Um, Like, hey, this could be the person, right? That positive outlook, right? And then you just talk honestly and and show your skills in the interview. And they're like, yeah, perfect. You answered a problem I had, right? You answered my question. You you checked off my list. Like, I was looking for someone like this. Boom, you're it. Great. Thank you very much, right? Because some people, it's not a... uh, (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what the right word is here. It's not their employer's fantasy to interview all these people and deny 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 deny, right? They want someone to walk in the door and hire them. So they're just waiting for that to to have that positive experience like, "Yes, you answered it. You're you're it. Thank you very much." Right? And then they can get on with their day. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So I think uh, the other part of that, you know, we kind of talked about the, you know, the, the good experiences that you had as, you know, the dishwasher, You're, you knew somebody, and you kind of learned through that, that, you know, employers kind of want to work with you, right, and, and are willing to, and wanting to hire, you know, that's, that's their goal in it. What's, what's a job experience that you had that was maybe not so good, uh, and you kind of maybe learned like a hard lesson from it, or something that is is like that good tip going forward for people who might also feel like, their their current job is like not matching up with them you know quite a hundred percent i've always been
1: attracted to jobs that kind of fulfill me in some way uh, so and even like kind of a negative experience i could still take as a positive experience but i guess there was this one job try not to go into too much specifics yeah we won't out so, anybody or, yeah, yeah, or throw yeah, shade yeah. on any employers but exactly you know vague terms <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah but i was younger uh, and and the job was a small business, and you know you feel like you don't have to. Th- you think that the employer always has your your back, kind of thing, and, and has what knows everything about how to run a business and knows everything they should be doing, uh, and they're looking out for you. But you know, but they they weren't in this situation. And so it had it had to do with um, you know, holiday pay, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So employers are they have to put money when you get paid in whatever, three, four percent towards holiday pay. And they weren't paying me that. So when I approached them about it, uh, they said, you don't get it. Uh, and then so I had to do my own due diligence and look into the you know, all this, this stuff and talk to different people. And then I had to. Um, come back with this information that I had and talk to them about, about it, like have a little meeting. And man, was it intimidating. It was hard and it was crazy because this person did not want to, um, the employer did not want to, to pay me this. I was entitled it. And as a young person coming to, to talk to someone about it, like, hey, I'm entitled to this. Like that was really tough. Um, I don't know. I, I may have been like shaking a little bit, like sweating. Probably most definitely. Um, these are the super tough situations. Um, and, and yeah, so, and and I really appreciated like talking to people who may have gone through that or or had some tips for me about that. And, and you know, the whole, like, you have to look out for yourself. Not, not in the whole sense of like, everyone's out to get me.
0: Yeah, but, but just advocating for yeah, yourself, yeah, right? It's, it's important to speak up for, for what you feel that you, you believe that you're due, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in a work environment.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and that's tough sometimes, but it, it's not wrong. Um, so sometimes you feel guilty about doing it like I'm in the wrong to do this. But if you're entitled to something like you need to advocate for sure, um, especially around safety as well. Right. I talked to a lot of people I was in the trades for a bit. So some stories about, oh, you know, just climb the ladder. Right. And, and do this. Right. And, and if they're super high, they're not harnessed in like you can refuse that work and you can't be fired for it because the safety is, is number one right so if you're climbing too high and you don't feel safe like you need to say something or like hey where's my fall protection if you're if you're if you need that right so um yeah so advocating yourself is, is pretty big and and to have someone to chat to you about to, to talk you through that is is pretty great is to it can help you
0: uh, in in talking and in getting a little bit more in depth about some of you know your your work history and stuff like that, and, and you've kind of transitioned from that that dishwasher job, right, and, and worked you know smaller jobs through there as well now to, to something that can maybe span more of like like a career. So though it might be unlikely for some people who are coming into the Foundry Works program, I think it could still be useful information. Do you have any tips or, or kind of experienced knowledge about people coming like? The difference between going in for that entry level job versus trying to find what you may want to have as a career, right? Like, what are the differences between the two and how do you go about them?
1: Oh, wow. That is something, Connor. Yeah. Yeah,
0: It's a a loaded question. I feel like there's a lot to kind of unpack there, but it, it could be useful.
1: Yeah. I don't know if there's one specific thing to talk about, but this kind of opens up to a lot of things, I think. There's a lot of opportunities for that first job to be a part to help you get your career goal right you know in a perfect world you know you come to a decision where hey i want to do this you know you, you like you say for example i want to be a teacher whatever, whatever um so then you say okay i have no experience you know besides education and all and, and you think what can kind of those little jobs help me be, be a teacher right so maybe you volunteer at a school. You All these different choices uh, will will help your end goal, right? If you have that end goal. So, so it's kind of mixed, right? So you have your career, but you also have these first goals, the first jobs that are helping out that career, right? So are they going to be for a life? You're going to be there for a life? No, they're, they're serving a means, right? They're serving, yes, they're serving money, and they're serving experience for that goal, right? So which that's more motivation to stay at that job because, hey, you know, I know I'm not going to be here. I'm doing this to, to further my, my career, my, my goals, and I'm getting this for experience. And you want to be there. You want to work hard. You want to get as much as you can out of it. You don't want to piss off your boss. You want to, if you, if you leave, when you leave, you want to leave on a good note. So a good recommendation for them. So if you a reference. So when uh, you do need a reference, they'll be a reference for you. So all that kind of stuff. Um, But also there's that thing of you just want a job, right? And and I've taken a job um, that I thought was more short term, um, but I had no idea. But I was great at it and worked hard at it and and loved it. Um, And that job has helped me with where I am right now because of that job. So you kind of never know these little jobs, what they're going to do to your career. Or where you want to go. Or maybe they can inspire you with something in that job. They can inspire you to do something else with that that career that you have. Or even if you didn't have a goal, which is totally normal and, and that's totally fine. You don't have to know what you want to do right out of high school. Like that seems to be the the norm. Like you're out of high school. Okay, now it's job, right? It's like, what's the next thing? Oh, well, you're out of school. Now, hey, get a job. And like, I don't know what I want to do. And that's okay. That's, that's the time to explore. And sometimes, you know, you talk to some people, it's just a lot in their head, right? And they think about, oh, what do I want to do? I could do this. And then they go through scenarios of that job. But sometimes you just have to, you know, give your brain a break and say, let's. I'm just going to try this, you know, and it may not be um, a career. I may not last a long time, but I have to have to do it just to see what, if that inspires me or or sometimes you you do it and you're like, nope, no way I can do this. No way do I want to do this. Great. So was it a nev- negative experience? No. No, it was great because it kind of eliminated some things for your mind to, to think about, right? I know I can't do that. Great. What's next? Right? Um, so that's the thing too. Um, what else about... Um, and that, Yeah, so when your first job, it's... It's, it's money, right? And the first job stuff, it's usually not the highest pay, though minimum wage is pretty great, uh, and, um, depending on your situation. Um, it's experience. And so you want that job experience. And you, if when you leave, you want to leave on good terms, right? You want to work, you want to get experience, um, and maybe try different things within that job, right? Ooh, what about this? Like Just to gain your experience doing different things. Uh, and then leaving on a good note so you can put on your resume, yeah, this job, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this, all these cool, great things. And here's a reference, and it's a great reference. That's a win. That's a huge win. Um, and I, know, I remember someone when I was working um, working youth services and I talked to someone else that was higher up and, and we just talked about you know, climbing the ladder and how to do that type of, type of thing. And it was more you always wanted to be doing the work ahead of you right the, to the job that's above you so when that job comes up you're like yeah it makes sense cuz jonathan's good, yes. already jonathan's already doing this yeah. right so or or you gain that experience like oh how can i move up what's the next the move up the ladder so to speak and what are the kind of skills you need for that and even within your job you can talk to your supervisor or whatever hey can i try some of this can i do that so you're getting those skills so when the job posting comes up oh, this person must be able to do this, have experience in this. You have that because you've done it, even though you're not at that level, um, but you've done it with your position that was a little lower. And that's how I think you move up from a a lower position because sometimes you think, oh, I haven't done that job, right? If you're like this this programmer, right? I haven't been a programmer before, but you were below that job and you've done those skills already. So it kind of makes sense that you you can move up, so... Yeah, that's a little tip about that, uh, tangent on that.
0: Yeah, and I think that the, the way that you kind of talk about everything is is so like interconnected, right? So, you know, having those first entry-level jobs, sure, it's about, you know, putting a little change in your pocket, you know, while, while you're... The real goal to, to me, as you talk about, it, is expanding your knowledge, expanding your skills, getting those connections, right? Because in, in talking about what, what you just last said, Um, your position, you know, doing what's a little bit above, and then maybe trying to vie for a job that that gives you an upgrade, right, and kind of gives you a little bit, you know, more change in your pocket and a little bit more opportunities. And then also, like, connected to to everything you talked about, like, it's also connected to having that good relationship with that supervisor or employer and leaving on good terms, so they can be like, hey, even though they don't have maybe like the, the training that, that you're wanting to or, or whatever requirement you have, they've already done this, right? Having that person that's going to vouch for you. So I think a lot of people really recognize and respect when good, honest work and effort has been put in to try and develop yourself as as like a young professional. Right? Mm-hmm. So I think that there there really is a lot to be said about going in into a job, even if you don't think it's going to be your be all end all, that it can help prepare you for whatever that may be for you, right? And and kind of give you the tools that you need and knowledge that you need to to seek out what that is.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like your reality is is kind of what you make it, right? So you can choose to go into work and and just, you know, you, know, you dread work. You go in, you're, you're, you you give a half half job, the half half. Uh, right? You're, you're given a half, half try, um, you know, and then you go home, you're like, oh, thank God that's over. Or you can go into work and say, okay, great. You know, you, you go into work, you do a great job and you try, try your best and, and you learn some new things, you know, and create some relationships. Um And that could help you, right? So, and then if you have a good work ethic and you're, you're working hard and the employer sees that, and then when you want to leave, like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this, they may say like, Oh, actually, I have a connection to that, right? So, so there's it was a small world, you know. It's like you always see someone that, you know, the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever. Like, uh, you always know someone that knows someone, right? And so, and I'm not saying like you should. This should be like deceitful, I'm like oh, I'm gonna do this person. I'm gonna appreciate myself to them. Yeah, I, yeah, because they're gonna help me in the future. No, just just be there and. and be the great person that you are and and work hard and, and want to help out the business, right? Um, and then they'll see that and and then you can come later and, and or, or even an employee that you're working with, right? Like have a good relationship with them and, and talk about what, what you want to do and they may have a connection or, or something because sometimes, you know, it's about connections, right? That's why, you know, our program, we make connections with these employers, right? And we work on those relationships because sometimes connections help, right? Someone always, I know companies that don't even put out job postings. They just hire like, Hey, do you know someone? Right. So it's sometimes just like that. So.
0: So uh, I think to, to kind of summarize, maybe, maybe our talk and I'll just kind of for, I'll take on the the spirit of the listener perhaps and kind of like summarize, because I feel like I learned a lot as well, right. Of, of kind of looking at jobs and, and work as an opportunity, right. Less than, Maybe a, like a requirement or you know an obligation or something, right? It it really is to to your benefit to try and, and rock it to 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 see what you can get out of uh, the situation and, and the job that you find yourself in to kind of look at all the things that you could gain from and take it in that lens. Sure, it's probably going to be hard, right? People are going to have hard jobs that that you come back home and you're really tired and you're just like, man, I just need to sleep and fall onto my bed, right? Um, but being able to to look at everything that, that you've grown with and, and gained through those experiences, tired as you may be, that kind of leads you to wherever you want to be. And for a lot of people, you know, I think this is a very uh, millennial, and maybe my generation and, and kind of under of like, why should I have to work to live, right? Um, and and I think sh- there's certainly very valued aspects of that, right? Because we don't want to, you know, slave to, to some... Uh, person, this CEO that we've never met, right? And I think it comes from that sort of lens of like, you know, I want to do the things in my life that I enjoy. And I don't think that there is so much separation between the two all the time, that you can find a work uh, aspect that, that fills you up in, in the ways that you kind of enjoy in life and, you know, gives you opportunities and money, giving you some freedom to, to live the life that, that you want to as well. They don't need to be uh, mutually exclusive. the time that's kind of something that I, i feel like i've always known but refreshed a little bit in this conversation with you um so yeah i think that'll that'll do it for this episode of peers in a pod thank you jonathan for coming on and speaking
1: you're welcome yeah thank you connor yeah
0: and um we will catch you next time with whoever i uh rope into to come talk with us on their services but we'll see you again next time bye